Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Top Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and this week we have some very special guests. I'll introduce my guest, and then Lou's going to introduce his, but it is my pleasure to introduce my wife, Becca. To borrow a quote from her brother, Becca has a degree in hand motions. She is a diehard beef stew fan, and above all else, the one thing that I really love about her is she is able to put up with me every day. Hi. Uh, For clarification, hand motions... Uh, it is American Sign Language. And while I am a diehard Beef Stew fan, uh, please don't take that to mean that I know really anything about basketball. It's just Beef Stew. Lou, why don't you tell us about your guest? I would like to introduce a person like no other. She's the most caring person I know, and in return, she has forced me to do the same. Some of our hobbies are waiting for the last tick to get her gas, hanging up walls with a Google screwdriver, <laughs> and art. My first wife, Christian. Say hello. I don't hang up walls, but I do put shelves on the wall with a google screwdriver <laughs> what's a google screwdriver well we lost our like electric drill and so when i've been building shelves i've been using this weird little round screwdriver that came with our google thermostat to like screw all the screws into the wall and the actual shelving like an so, allen wrench type screwdriver no no it's like it's an actual screwdriver it causes lucian a lot of grief because when my hands get tired I'll ask him to help and take over, and he just complains the whole time. <laughs> did you guys have? Did you guys did have, have tech decks? The I've tiny. Always the wanted one, but I'd never yeah. had one. Yeah, the little skateboards. They came with these minuscule screwdrivers, and I had one for like the longest time. And it just like randomly comes in handy for a lot of things. But the only time I could ever get my hands on one was if I had a tech deck. I've never seen them come with anything else, but a lot of things have tiny screws. So yeah, yeah. The Google screwdriver oh, the, has the a only normal size. Use tech decks. Uh, they were all my brother's tech decks. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I would say and, the only people that use tech decks are homeschool kids or <laughs> shooter kids. <laughs> well, we were homeschooled, and then I stole them so that my Polly Pockets could skateboard. So I had Skater Girl Polly Pockets, and they were the coolest Polly Pockets on the block. This week's question comes from my wife, Becca. Feel free to ask us any questions on our socials. Go ahead and add us on Twitter or Instagram. This week, we're asking, which game makes you the most annoyed with your partner? <laughs> Since it is my was my wife's idea, I'll let her start off. Recently, we, mostly Rob, but partially I, have gotten back into the Pokemon trading card game. And when I tell you that this game makes me want a divorce, that is only like a little <laughs> bit an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. because it make you make me it makes me so Impressive. mad and i will fully admit that i'm a sore loser when we play this game but here's the reason because when you play most games right you're all given to start off with like the same resources like you start on a like a level playing field but when we play pokemon because rob has sunk more time and money into his deck he just steamrolls me and there's nothing I can do about it because he just has better cards. And it's so frustrating because I'm sitting there with my little basic Machamp and he's all like death, death over and over. And I never even get a, like a move out. And it's just not fun. And it makes me so mad. Good but game. it's because we don't start on an even like playing field. So also that Machamp's busted. So I don't want to hear you complain about the Machamp. I meant to say Machop. That was, that was just a, mis, a misspeak, but my Machamp card is, is good. But it's the only one I have, so if I don't find it, like, f*** 
me, I guess. Anyway. Oh, there are children listening to this podcast. And mother. Are there? Are there? Slow oh. down. Oops. Who wants Does to someone else want to go now? I nominate Christian. The game that gets me the most frustrated with Lucian is Monopoly. Because he has this idea that whenever we play Monopoly, everyone is out to get him. And it's not true. He just doesn't like to cooperate with other people when they initially try to make deals in the game. And then he gets all butthurt at the end when they don't want to work with him. So so he acts like he's the victim, but he's just uncooperative. Am I allowed to defend myself? Go ahead. Do I have you and just be quiet? I'll allow it. Okay. All right. So... So the story that she is telling is we have a friend that uh, Christian was living with at the time. And I came over and they were like, let's play Monopoly together. And I said, that's a good idea. That's going to be fun. (laughs) No problem with playing three-person Monopoly. So we started and people were buying buying properties like you do a Monopoly. Uh, And then Christian decided accidentally, well, you know, for the future is told, landed on one of her friend's properties and one of her friend was like hey you only had to pay half um <laughs> with three person monopoly <laughs> if everybody's only paying half uh we're well, not, not everybody everyone but lucian <laughs> <laughs> yes and then her friend landed on christian's property and she said oh since i only had to pay half you can pay half as well and then that i land seems like a um, fair deal that doesn't that it it's <laughs> socialism and I, I can't, is there's that no room for socialism. Works? No, I don't think that's how socialism works. <laughs> I, I went to Detroit school. I went to Detroit schools. Don't judge me. And then her friend landed on my property and she had to pay the whole thing. She enjoyed her time at, at Kentucky Derby. I don't know the names of them. It's not that. And then I became the bad, I became the bad guy because I made them pay whole. It's ridiculous. And then when I landed on her friend's stuff, I paid whole. Because that's how well, you play the game. And then you threw a fit about it. This isn't Candyland. It's not Candyland. <laughs> and then you guys decided to you guys decided to gang up on me. We we did, but that was after you refused our um our offers to like collaborate. I, I don't want your communist Betty. It was socialist. Well, well it evolved to communism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how egregious exactly. it was. That's my defense. You put yourself in that situation, and so I don't regret anything about how we played that game. That's fair. I respect that. Christian, I'm glad you said Monopoly, because I, I was originally going to do Pokemon for somewhat the same reason <laughs> as Becca, but I didn't want to have the same one. And it appears I just had someone else's. So I would also say Monopoly, because she she gets really mad when I start <laughs> building houses and such, because that's how you win the game. And <laughs> there'll be point, points where she's mad that she's like, moving around the board and i'm just stuck in jail three times and she's complaining no uh uh-uh. <laughs> yeah i am mad no i am mad that i conspicuously by the whim of the dice land on your most expensive property three turns in a row and you get to sit safely in jail and collect my money it was only two <laughs> times ma'am and then um, you never you never land on it again once i built it up so that's because i lost uh, I'm pretty sure if you're in jail, you're not allowed to collect cash. Well, that might be a house rule for me. I've always. Oh, I, I think that's it. an official rule. <gasps> Rob, mm-hmm. I want my money back. Well, next time we play, <laughs> I've never yeah. played that rule. I mean, Monopoly. There's so many house rules that it's... there are so many house but rules. I will say that Monopoly does make me un- unnaturally angry. Um, 
anytime there's an exchange of funds in a game, I just I don't like yeah. giving up my money. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I don't think I've ever played a game of Monopoly where everyone enjoyed the game. I I ever. like Monopoly. I I would happily play it for you. Ne- play it with you next time we're in town. We could have a we could do a double date, Monopoly date. Russian sworn off of Monopoly, so say, half of to... us will play it and have fun. The other half will be grumpy. <laughs> I'm grumpy corner complaining about socialism. Like no, I mean everybody just has to pay what they have to pay. <laughs> that's I that's won't. all. That's all I'm saying. I'm a big fan of just making up your own rules in games, so... Yeah, you were the kid that was like, I win. And they were like, what do you mean you win? They were <laughs> Christian, like, no, I, I win. It's actually not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, did you ever play Mao at camp? No, oh I only gosh. worked at no. camp as a, a counselor. Oh, I never was well, there as a Well, in no, Mao, if you win a round, then you get to... Hey, so I, hey, whoa, whoa, I would whoa, love whoa. that game. You're literally breaking the first round. Um, yeah, first you know, rule of Mao is you cannot I'm ask sorry, someone to Mao. Just fine. Edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> I'm just going to put a big sensor, like, <laughs> And then your mom will be like, oh my goodness, Becca. And I, I will Lucian. say, it's not my fault for building a good deck in Pokemon. That's what I'm going to leave it at. Oh, but I'm just not willing to spend all of my fun money on Pokemon cards. Most cards are like 50 I cents. Think- Listen, all of my money. <laughs> I, think, I think you should just share, Robert. We, That's we, have, we have a collective, like, a thousand Pokemon cards. Yeah, but you're just, you just build, I don't know. It's, Lucian, it's your turn. Are you sure? I, I guess I just have a more card. strategic mind. Oh. Oh. Here. <laughs> you said, oh. Becca's like, I'm not doing a podcast with you again. You're sleeping on the couch. he's just dropping out lucian what game makes you the most mad at christian so me and christian's first fight that i remember is uh we were playing jenga and we had an argument about if you could use both hands or if you only could use one hand both Um, hands and jenga yeah like both pointer fingers not like full hands but like could you use both of your pointer fingers to like nudge something out i guess also what i assumed so I'm I'm a more of a one hand kind of guy personally. I think it makes the game harder, and I think it's just more fun. And so we were in this cramped college dorm room playing Jenga, and we were we were just getting really upset with each other uh, because of that very dumb fight. I think it's funny that that was our first fight. Yeah. Uh, but the best part of the story that I hold dear to my heart is after Christian gets upset, she doesn't really she just like sees red a little bit. And she doesn't make like rash decision decisions. I think that's fair to say, Christian. You can. You mean uh, she does make rash decisions? Uh, rash is like okay. Not thought up. Who Sorry, my Who mother. My mother. <laughs> this is what I live with every day. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm saying. She's like, and she put. You, you you should use whom in that instance, I'm not who. I'm sorry <laughs> for trying to use the language correctly. Also, I don't know when to use whom. So that was just the first example. Who does? Is there who a grammar does? and sign language? Is there a what? Grammar and sign language. Yes. And it is not the same as English. Very fun. Uh and so she was making unrest decisions. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> Not so well thought out. She wasn't making well thought out decisions. I'm so happy that I have friends like you guys. I wouldn't. Know what I would do. <laughs> we really just build you up, don't we? You guys, for real. Uh, and put and puts gold bond under her armpits because she was sweating so much. 
uh, because she was angry and sweaty, and I think she might have forgot to put deodorant on that day. And so, right before she leaves, she just like squeezes a bunch of gold bond right in her hand and smacks her armpits with it. Gold bond. Like baby powder, but like gold bond brand, yes. but I didn't know it was like medicated. I thought it was just oh, green powder. The green powder. Uh, yeah, time. I got the extra strength, baby. Yeah. I got folds, man. You I need that for Civil War enactment when you're chafing. You need that gold bond. Yeah. It doesn't feel great in the armpits. <laughs> it, it can give you a rush other places, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so she felt the real strong breeze between the armpits. She had to keep those points up like wings. <laughs> and uh, that made me feel a lot better after our argument. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could make you feel better because that was definitely my intention. I, I thought so. Thanks for keeping this relationship strong. <laughs> well, I didn't know my wife wanted a divorce every time we play a, child, a children's card game. It's. Ju- I said no, no, no. Those were not my words. My no. My words were that it may. It is the closest I ever get to wanting a divorce. That is true. Those were were your words. You must have. Cut I didn't. Out. So uh huh. <laughs> he like edited, just edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, can like, you say these I words? Want to yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to have a podcast without me? Oh, shoot. everybody. Get <laughs> I have a feeling that you were gonna. Gosh, this is awkward. <laughs> you can cut Andrew out all you want, but this was my idea. <laughs> I thought it was Rob's it, idea. It was kind of a group effort. It was Rob's idea to do a podcast. Yeah, so Rob's he idea. You on. OMG, Mackenzie. Hi, Meta. Okay, we don't need to do this. Well, part. you <laughs> left us for Hollywood. So, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about top three board slash card games. And I'll go first. And if you, uh, if Michael McKenzie, you want to add one on there at the end, feel free. But for my my number three, I want the game of life. I mean, it's a pretty self. You spin a wheel and move a car, and then follow the instructions <laughs> on the whatever you land on. So it's not very hard to describe, or it's not a high concept game. But I just played it a lot as a kid. I uh, mean, my mom that was like our, our go to game. So uh, I wasn't gonna put Monopoly, but I think life has a, a little bit more meaning to me. And I one house it it does destroy fewer friendships. Maybe I should play that with my wife. Might be a little better on a marriage (laughs) (laughs) than the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah, or Monopoly. Um, Do you tend to take the college route or the non-college? I always go college. Like I have beaten Becca with non-college, but I feel like college is the way to go. Because uh, one thing when we were long distance, we had like the the mobile game. Oh my gosh! uh, Becca, I think we won like once or twice. The freaking mobile game was rigged because it's life, right? All you do is spin a wheel and do what the card says. So you would think that there should be like an equal chance of winning. No, we played this Rob's game. A dude, so he had an advantage. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a little more of the paychecks there. It, I was so mad. It didn't matter what I did. I would do exactly what Rob did. He did. always have a dollar to your seventy cents. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it because I would do every single one time I just did everything that Rob did and he still won and I said this is rigged I don't know what you want me to do anymore did he go first there were times yeah. I went first there were times she was way ahead of me and I just I knew how to play that she would version just of the like, game the only fun house rule I play is um, when you land on a life square you usually get like those little rectangle like cardboard cutout pieces i think the technical rule is you're supposed to wait till the end to redeem those but that just doesn't seem like fun like it seems more fun to become president uh right when you land on it so i me and my mom would always read it when we got it and 
do it that and get the money then instead of later. So it just was more fun. I had some more flavor to the game. I played Life of it with kids quite a bit, and it always throws them off when I pick a female character and then I marry <laughs> a female character, and they're just like looking at me with like pure confusion like what's going who are you as a person is this representing Bunch of three you foot tall homophobes over there man <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the best i will say it does not take much to confuse a child so mike yes if you if you are staying for more than one question you have to answer this week's icebreaker uh, it's which, what board game are- which game makes you the most annoyed with your partner <laughs> Oh, it's Mac. Names. Mac, you can say it too. It code is. It's yeah. Names. Both of you agree? Is it code names well, no, on no, both sides? For each of us. Okay. No, 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 no. Because uh, so the way she plays code names is she assumes everyone has the same psychic link that her and her brother have, <laughs> where you can just like, yeah, no, I get that. But like a normal person will be like, okay, um, here's the cards we have to get them to name. Here's a clue. There's one jump that you have to make from what I say to these cards because that's all you can do without a psychic link. She'll be like, here's the clue and I can get six of them if they make four different logic leaps. That makes sense in my head, but can be explained absolutely zero on the way there. And then she gets mad at you when you don't read her mind to make all these logic jumps. One turn, your defense. No, no my cats get the defense. Don't have a psychic link with Seth. Shout out Seth. Seth and I got six cards on the word pointer. It was horse bleep, is what that it was. It was incredible. It was I wasn't even playing that game. It was laser, it was arm, it was I can't even remember what the other ones were. No, because no reasonable person would be able to connect those six words from the word pointer. It was incredible. You weren't even playing. Paul, who is, like, such a stickler, was just sitting there impressed with us. Well, yeah, no, you didn't technically cheat. It was just... You wish you were as good as me. Yeah, it's... it's, it's See, I'm I'm already annoyed. (laughs) Just having this conversation, I'm annoyed. Mackenzie has to share what game makes her the most upset with Michael now. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, she doesn't like losing. Trust me, I... (laughs) We have just played Gin Rummy for the past ten hands. I've gone out once. Yeah, you had a bad run there. I've had a very bad run. Secret Hitler makes me mad at you. Games where you have to lie because you don't do it correctly. It's oh, I'm sorry. Do I? I how do I lie? <laughs> because you do it for the game, you do it for the chaos. What's my win rate on Secret Hitler, by the way? Like 100%. I've lost once. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Michael plays most games where there's some sort of, like, antics, I guess, involved. Purely for the chaos of it. No, it's that I thrive in the chaos. (laughs) Everybody, I'm like the Russell from Survivor of board games. I bring everybody down while elevating myself. (laughs) Really don't thrive in the chaos. Uh, chaos Everyone on my team ends up doing well. They all win too. Can I say my number three? Yes. My number three is Taboo. For for a couple of specific reasons. One, my best friend Carly, shout out Carly, and I have that psychic link that Mackenzie and her brother have when we play Taboo, where I will say something like, above my oven, and she will say colander, and we'll just move on, and everybody else in the room is like, what what is happening right now? Like, when we play that game... that's more of her knowing your kitchen. But no, it'll it'll be like, we have so many, like, shared experiences (laughs) that we can get random words really easily, because we'll just be like, here's this... Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was upsetting. Yeah, that was a clue once. I don't remember what the place was, but... Um, no, but I remember she got it, and I was livid. 
And then um, we also, Michael has a version of Taboo called Midnight Taboo. Yeah, um, baby. That is like some dirty words and some words that aren't like inherently dirty. But when you've got like dirty words on the mind, that's the way you think of them. And well, it's also it, sometimes it's the word like because you're thinking it's a dirty word and then the words that they limit you from saying. Mm-hmm. You can't. Like, it's, it's really interesting the, the way version. they make totally appropriate words feel super like raunchy. Yeah. Uh, really entertaining to play with people that are typically very reserved, like uh, Andrew's yes. brother, Tim. Yes. Uh, very fun to play. Uh, I also... Should we give the uh, the audience the clue and see if they can get it right in the comments? Uh, when you have not yet done the do. <laughs> <laughs> but Mackenzie, I know where you're going. You should share your favorite Midnight Taboo story. Oh, so our friend... He's he is awkward. Granted, half of our friend group is so awkward. It's a common trait. Um, and so I think the word was breast. It was breast or boobs. Yeah. He's sitting next to me and he just full arm points and just goes boobs <laughs> at full volume and got so close to groping me. And he is the most reserved guy oh, I've ever met. Yeah, that was a classic. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Taboo's a fun He's one. He's now, right? Yeah. He is. Uh, but yeah, Taboo's so fun that my uh, Aunt Crystal and I have literally just sat there and played it with no timer, back and forth with just each other, just because we enjoy giving the clues and guessing, so. Yeah, my turn. All right, cool. So the first thing that came to mind, uh, I played a lot of board games in college. That was just like the cool cat, right? That's what all the cool kids do sure. in college. Uh, so And cool. I remember the... Maybe, so maybe cool. Concordia. Cool. And, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was, yeah, that was rude. Yeah, no, it's okay. I still remember the look in your face when I uh, showed you Iraq Concordia, and oh. I was like, "Oh, uh, this is not as cool as I." Maybe I'm gonna I go shut up our dog. I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Wasn't the... I thought she only walks away during the like the number ones? Nah, she started early. She just said <laughs> <laughs> she did start early. Lucian, didn't the one time I came to visit you Concordia? Didn't you meet Christian and some other person play Monopoly? There's some board game. I know that. It was some board game. Christian had a really weird group of friends. I really, didn't really trust them. Okay. Uh, they welcome you with open arms. <laughs> even when you would say the most outrageous stuff. And you're number yeah, three. Can I my number three, please? <laughs> yes. I had a, such a, like, a little roll going until you guys interrupted me. I'll see if I can do it again. All right. So back in college, I played a lot of board games because that's what the cool kids did. In Concordia. Yes, it is in Concordia. I went to a college. I went to a Christian school. I wanted to play football. I wanted to marry a white woman. Don't blame me. Okay. So my number three is Risk. I enjoy Risk. I think Risk is, I think it's better than Monopoly personally. I played a lot of it in college. A lot of late nights. It was really fun. Uh, I love the diplomacy of it. And I love the backstabbing of it as well. I think it's like you, you make a decision not to invite somebody's country and then you just backstab them and you take their land. You love to see it. South South America is my favorite place. Australia. If you pick Australia, you're a weak person and you should really mm-hmm. look at yourself in the mirror. I like, That's my number I like Risk. I have like a old Lord of the Rings one and there was supposed to be like a ring that came with it. I lost it in the backseat of my mom's car or something. And I was so sad as a kid. It was very sad. But I like the... Risk. Still have it. I do still Risk, have it. Risk and Monopoly are similar in for me in the sense that I have never finished a single game of either of them. You, fin- so. you lost a Monopoly to me. No, I gave up. Well, it was, writing was on well, the how wall, do you, so. 
how do you finish a game if you're like giving up is finishing the game? I mean, that? like I've never played until like the rules say it's over. Like I didn't. He's um, never played the game to completion. Yeah. That's why I like. She's I was, a quitter. One thing I like about Risk is they have like the alternative win rule. So there's like you pass out random cards instead of world domination, which takes, you know, I think we did it on junior staff at camp once, took the whole week to do world domination. But you can get these like mission cards and it's the first person to do all the mission cards wins. And it's usually a lot faster. So I like that version of Risk, too, because most people don't want to commit, you know, a month long campaign of Risk. I've never played that way. You're not missing much. You'd hate it. Yeah, it was. It would not be up your alley, Mackenzie. The only games I ever finished, I used to play with Jacob and Andrew all the time. Jacob's Andrew's older brother. I would just make alliances with both of them. And then, like, because they were brothers, they would both fall to infighting. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd just wipe them out. And it played out <laughs> like that every single time. Like, they'd be like, hey, you want to play Risk? And I was like, okay, you and me are going to partner up. And they, he'd be like, you're not going to backstab me again? I'm like, no, definitely not. And then whoever I'd talk to would go grab the board, and I'd be like, hey, we're going to play Risk. You and me are gonna, you're not going to backstab me again? I was like, no, never. <laughs> and every single time, the exact same conversation. They were slightly gullible children. Shout out yeah, to, uh, they didn't. They didn't grow up on the mean streets of Allen Park like I. It's true. Up <laughs> <laughs> in the mean streets of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Minnesota. Shout out to Jacob who does our audio mixing for the the podcast. So go check out his YouTube channel. The links in the description, along with all our Thanks, socials. Jacob. My number three is Guess Who. I don't know why, but as a child, nice. I was super obsessed with Guess Who. I wanted it so so bad. But my parents would never get it. But there was like an online version that I would play. And I loved it. And I guess it's just like more nostalgic than anything. But my favorite way to play Guess Who is um, instead of doing like objective things like, does your person have glasses or brown hair? I like to play where you do like subjective things like, does your person look like, I don't know, they yell at people at Starbucks or something like that. (laughs) And (laughs) And then you have to like, work with that i guess and it's super fun to play that way i don't know i, I have gas in my closet here and i just I always loved it it's always just made me happy i i turned to Mackenzie to mouth what a psychopath and she me? was pointing at herself going yeah you and then she's <laughs> pointing at herself going that's how i like to play no, i've always <laughs> wanted to play with oh i'm sorry you were mouthing it's so fun with me well i, I would i won't play Thank you, Christian. Next time we're together, we'll find the psychopath with Have you guys ever been together? I think once. You know, that was the birth of 60 days. (laughs) But, oh, Christian came for a poker night one time, and then, you know, the reception, the rehearsal. Normally, Becca and Rob are the linchpin, but yes. Well, yeah, we've seen each other. I mean, you once went white water rafting with her husband. I did go white water rafting, Lucian. Yes. She gone. (laughs) you were gone you should tell that story i tell that story way too much so no, tell it now it. the pod hasn't heard it yeah you're oh. well practiced we can oh, clip okay. it for insta nice okay yeah so uh what do i even begin so we go on this mission trip of whitewater rafting it rained the day before, if I'm not mistaken. And so I don't know the categories. I'm not 100% sure. I don't go whitewater rafting. But it it's was one category. Floor. It was one more category than it usually was. Um, and so, you know, I am this black dude in the little country of Tennessee. And I'm, I understand my surroundings. Uh, I've seen... Um, what's that movie called? 
<laughs> Do you like Banjo's movie? I, I, I like I've seen Man. the scene. I haven't seen the movie. Deliverance. I've seen Deliverance. My my actually fun fact. My father showed me Deliverance before I went. To, I went to go to Tennessee for a mission trip. <laughs> Son, you really have to know what you're going voice. into. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going Jason. into. Uh, and so I, I'm with Mackenzie. I don't know much about Mackenzie, uh, but I can see the determination in her face. She is ready to paddle her <laughs> off, and I, and I see that, and I appreciate that. So I say I'm going to sit next to her. Uh, and so we get on the we get on uh, the river, and it is the most beautiful thing I think I've ever experienced at the time uh, before I met my wife. It was such a like a really serene, real just awesome time. Uh, and then it turns really quickly. I start noticing <laughs> people falling off at a rapid rate, and <laughs> and I uh, before they said hey so there are these things in the water and i can't remember the name of them currently but you get it's like a washing machine you can get stuck under the water it's like a riptide and it completely just like washes it just you go in a circle you just you're like in a washing machine and you can't get out uh and i think our youth pastor actually went into one and he almost died uh and so it was like well that's not good stage yeah and i was like that's not going to be me uh and so and so I, uh, Mackenzie's sitting in front of me and I'm like, I'm going to hopefully make sure if this person falls out. I'm going to try to catch her to make sure that she is alive, uh, stays alive. We're going down and we hit a bump and she pops right off before I could even think about grabbing her. And, and I've never seen a more calming face I've ever in such a stressful situation. This I might thought as well was- happen. <laughs> I I've heard she was... that from so many people on the boat, and I have no <laughs> recollection of being calm. I was panicking. Apparently, I looked incredibly calm. You look like uh, you. I, I can't even. You look like you were going to heaven. You look like a. <laughs> look she like, was ready to. <laughs> I think I thought I was. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, she she's gone. Uh, well, it was fun <laughs> to see you. It was good to know you, and everybody was alive. But my favorite part of the story is that we had a friend named Ben, and he was just a chaotic being. And he ended up getting his boat stuck in the only tree in the whole river. And the instructor was like, help me. And Ben is holding on to his hat paddle and like just cheering. And was just like having a, <laughs> having a whole good time. Uh, but everybody stayed alive. It was a good time. The two other things I remember that after that were once I got back in the boat, they switched it so that Lou was in front of me and they made me slide my feet under the, his seat because they were big rubber tubes. And then mm. he would sit down so that if I went bouncing again, because they realized when I was in 10th grade and a small teenager, I was so <laughs> light that I went bouncing. <laughs> so they had him sitting on my feet so that Ideally, I wouldn't go bouncing in any big bounce. I had our youth leader and Riley hit, Riley behind me all grabbing me. So they all stopped paddling and all grabbed me. Everyone was just like, okay, we're just not going to let her go because I think I was the only female on our boat. And also, Riley brought pocket bacon that day. Don Brand. That does not surprise oh, yes. me. He, that morning, decided he was going to be hungry later, so he took bacon from breakfast and then offered it to our river guide. Also yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I've I forgot never about seen that. a more confused human being. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Such gosh. a generous soul. Such a good time. 
that was the best. I went on a couple mission trips. That was the best they ever I have ever gotten fed in a mission trip. It was like, so good. Everybody's grandma was there, and they were she they were whipping it up, man. And it was, it was we were so staying good. in the basement of a church. They yeah. just fed us with all that church food. They put their yeah. ankles in it. You know, I <laughs> wish Julian never told you that. Because <laughs> I say it all the time. I've never heard that phrase. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, I don't know what's happening either. Baby Jay. I'm going to need you to explain yourself. Ba- uh, so we had a friend from camp, Baby Jay. He was Mike's roommate for one year. And yeah. I gave him that nickname. Yeah, and when the, the food was really good, he'd be like, man, they put their ankles in this meal. And so <laughs> that's one thing I started saying, and I guess I, I use it too too frequently. I have never heard context. you say that. Well, it's not that you use Sticker it too frequently. Idea. It's that you use it around <laughs> other white Sticker people, idea. and they lose their mind every time you say it <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to talk about what it means as i say becca the reason why you probably don't hear it is because you had no context to it but i know lou knows what i'm talking about so i'm, I'm i more thought you were about to, to say that i don't put my ankles into the you, meals you that we don't. make and <laughs> i was gonna, I, I was about to be insulted you are the good, last meal that i had from you becca you put your stress in it oh my goodness i was oh. cooking a meal for lucian and christian yeah. Uh, in my mom's kitchen and so i'm already out of my element okay but i am like hovering i'm like sprinting between the fridge and the stove which is like two steps but i'm sprinting and i'm like i'm adjusting the temperature every like two seconds i'm like do you guys think this is okay is that enough oil is that too much oil should i pour the oil out like just number 10 anxiety the whole time and it turned out great thank you eminem you got number three for us oh I don't know if these are going to be in an order because I did not prepare for these. this. I gotta love just a classic Uno. Ooh. Uno is fun. Dirty Uno. Dirty Uno. Dirty. Not. Dirty Uno is where like you can you can no. It's uh, not like oh, right. It's not. Dirty. Oh, it's so you can stack, like, like you can it's stack. mean Uno. You stack. It's like that's oh, how man. Joe was made. No. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't play strip Uno. <laughs> that's what I. Not when they just strip uh, Jenga. Yeah. I have played so many incredibly aggressive games of Uno. It's true. We we had a summer. Maybe it was longer, summer. Some, longer than summer. I don't know. We had a period of time. I don't think we were even dating yet when we no, had that summer. We were with past. Yes. Person. We played so much. We had a dedicated Uno score notebook. <laughs> and we would just play any chance we got. Like it, it was just so fun. And we would stack draw twos. I think the highest we got was a draw. 10? Yeah, it was something wild. But we would be up at like 1 a.m. screaming at each other. I During that summer, I had a key to the church, the Life Church Annex. Hi. And I would just, um, I was working with uh, music for the uh, the Sunday morning oh, mm-hmm. programming. I would just let people in at like midnight and play. Like, like I'd, I'd set the the light just right cards and we just play way does your night. dad know you did that because michael's dad was the pastor of that church and i feel like he would not be pleased hey joe come here hi joe how are you i good yeah joe what's your favorite game i like to play at my house with my toys oh that's a good one and i like play tag that's my favorite game Tag in my favorite game. Oh, that's a good game. No, you're so dad. Okay, no. say good night. Good night. Good night, Joe. Good Joe. Where were we? Whose turn Mike, is that? Uh, did you have uh, you have one you want to throw out there? So I go through cycles. I I I would say that I don't really have a favorite border card game because really it's constantly changing. But one that I really love 
is bang the dice. That's mm. fun. That Mackenzie fun. hates that game. Hate it. She audibly went. When I said that, <laughs> the card version. Um, the, I card the card version, version is not better. as good. I oh, did not well, like the card version, but maybe it's because uh, well, Nate Becca was teaching me how both, to play it. Uh, it could be it. Me and Becca both played the the dice game first, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, it's got it's got a little bit of everything, right? Because it's got you, you, you rolling and re-rolling dice, uh, like in King of Tokyo or in other dice games. I don't really play dice games. It's got deception, right? Because you don't know who the outlaw and the necessarily at first, or who the you know the deputy is, and so you get the fun of a social lying game, which, as Mackenzie likes to tell you, I'm a big fan of. And uh, yeah, and then there's some strategy and it's just got it's got a little bit of everything and it's all a nice old west theme and crystal always gets killed by arrows. And that's just fun. Yeah, I enjoy that game because our friend group has like sound effects for almost everything. Like you roll an arrow or like if you don't want to use a beer because it would like somehow help the other team, you like pour one out for my homies. Like every time you shoot, you like smack the dice at people like we're just very invested in the game chaotic we definitely put more into it than is required yes like me who is playing because they need a player (laughs) and you don't know or do the things others will do them for you (laughs) it's true it's true (laughs) they are committed to those noises happening so mine number two we didn't specify what type of card games so i threw a a playing card game in there and that just has to be texas hold'em It's it's yeah. fun, and I'm at least the with the people I play with, I'm okay. You know, sometimes I've won a few, I've lost a few. Usually, I end up in the middle. But one thing I like is just bring a group of friends together and playing. That's uh, eventually what led me to convincing my wife that I'm not a terrible person. Is uh, we bonded over poker when um, Mike, who was also there, he would he hated poker and he just wanted to hang out with people, so he would go and do magic tricks. And <laughs> I'm just like, I want to play this yeah. game. So Beck and I were just sitting there, and that's, you know, where we started talking all that, because we're just like, we're waiting was for that, poker. Yes, that was the moment. Was that the night that me and Paul were both doing magic tricks for Hot Kyle, and you guys were staring daggers at us? Yeah. Yes. I was you doing a magic so trick in a way, in Michael really fueled our relationship in that way, because previously, we were, I would use the term frenemies, Okay, okay. (laughs) Becca was a friend of me. I thought, you know, who's this nice girl over here? And she's just like, man, that guy's an a-hole. He makes jokes to make his friends laugh. When he's around. (laughs) I would like to say that I had moved past thinking you were an a-hole. And I was just neutral towards you. But then Michael kept walking away from the table and then pulling the other two players away to show them a magic trick that I had already seen eight times. And so be fair, they were really good magic tricks. <laughs> also, not only did we basically not only did I basically get you guys together when it was really obvious that Rob was into you because he just started showing up at church. That was like way far away. <laughs> <laughs> who was the one who was like, hey, you guys want to all come back to our place and hang out? That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, I, I heard, doing. from what I heard, Mackenzie was the first one to catch on. So Yes. Mackenzie well, noticed yeah, but it was that my I... Idea. I was like, yes. Mackenzie and... noticed that I liked Rob, and then Michael was like, no, no way, and then saw us hanging out together and was like, hey, wait a minute. So in reality, it's because of me. You well, okay, okay, you, okay, okay, okay. Thank you, Mackenzie. Who did the magic tricks? 
I did the magic tricks. Paul, Paul Everything magic else tricks. is secondary. You're right. Paul got you together. <laughs> In a roundabout way. <laughs> if it wasn't for Hot Kyle, the two of you would not be dating. Thanks, Hot Kyle. It was a joint effort. It comes down to me. You're right. And one of my favorite poker moments that doesn't, you know, involve my wife is when it was one of the, the first couple times Lucian joined us for poker night. And then um, <laughs> Jacob was there and, and Tim, his brother, Tim. And Jacob had a, a few a few drinks, as you do at poker night. You know, oh. we usually we're having a few drinks. And he was just getting so pissed off at Lucian and Tim because you guys were yanking his chain and just messing with him like in the game, like calling him out on bluffs. And he was because he, he was inebriated. He he was not a good liar. And you guys took advantage. And he was getting so pissed off at you guys. True. And then Jacob. You tell it. You tell it. Oh, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, but Jacob was uh, riding home with Tim because he'd had yep. quite a bit to drink. And Tim and Lucian were the only people still in the game. And I swear that they just like dragged it out and kept playing just to piss off Jacob. <laughs> oh, see, the, the version of that story I heard was that Jacob was like, come on, Tim, it's time to go. And Tim was like, it's not my fault. He, he did, he did, he did oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> Tim? Kind of savage. He can pull out a good savage quote. I'm not. I've say, never played or liked poker. That's all I have. We'll have, to, we'll have to play some. <laughs> what is the sad thing to say? Camp. My generation played poker with Skittles, but they called it competitive sharing. That, that's it. That's the whole. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I w- I've never been a big poker fan. Uh, and Paul would just come up to me. He'd be like, I'd get a text from Paul. He'd be like, hey, you want to do poker night? I'd be like, all right, sure. Because I liked all the people we had at poker night. And he'd be like, great, set it up. And eventually I was like, dude, I'm done doing your legwork game. I don't like yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, another. And now we have occasional steak nights with, uh, with Kyle and his old roommate. And uh, they're a blast because there's no poker. One other- and everyone else has moved out of state. Yeah, one other fun poker time is I was supposed to come home and surprise Becca over like uh, right before Easter weekend. Oh, yeah. And so I texted Mike. I'm like, hey, you want to just have set up a poker night and just invite Becca? Like, and she she won't know that it's going to be me. And I end up getting a blizzard rolls in and like knocks out the power everywhere. And I can't I can't leave North Dakota because where I live, it's a, a black hole and doesn't want to leave. That's just how the sure. airport is. Mike, he's just like, so you're telling me I set up poker and I actually have to play poker and you're not going to even be there? <laughs> it's so funny because it was the most random group of people that were playing that night because it wasn't really like meant to happen. It was meant to like fill my schedule so I didn't fill it with no, other things when Rob was there. It, no, I remember what it was. It was the, the that night. was the girls' night. Carly and Mackenzie had planned a girls' night so that my schedule was full and then like Rob canceled it and I didn't know he was ever coming and so I was just like okay girls night and they were like ah uh, we actually have to have a girls night and we, like and so like the day before we're sitting there going oh shoot Michael get out of the house I guess <laughs> <laughs> so that we're like I guess we're having a girls night we have to think we'll watch a movie I guess like we're just trying to last minute what time are we doing this what are we like yeah. And Becca's confused about the very lack of planning. Like, Thanks, North Dakota. Yeah. Becca, what's your uh, number two? Then. My number two is Secret Hitler. Mm. It's similar to like Mafia or Werewolf in the sense that it's like a lying manipulation game, I guess, where like there's a good team and a bad team, but you don't know who's the good team doesn't know who the bad people are. And you have to use a voting system to um, try to get your team to win. 
But the thing that I like about Secret Hitler, I think, is just that you will never see a friend turn on each other, like, as quickly as they will in Secret Hitler. Like, it just brings out this, like, primal, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to phrase that. It brings something out in people. Where dark, they just get, dark side. Yes. Yeah, they get so pissed off, especially Andrew. Andrew, I have never <laughs> heard Andrew so yell. Mad. As loud as he does during Secret Hitler. It is so funny. But I really enjoy it because there's like the aspect of like you got to like lie or you got to try to figure out who people are. And the actual like gameplay is really simple. So there's not like I don't like super complicated games because I like to socialize during the game. So yeah, it's just a good time. Um, Ogre, she gets all bent out of shape when you socialize during. Ogre is really not that complicated. But I I get bent out of shape when it's your turn and you're socializing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Secret Hitler, but it does have like my definition of what gaslighting is. We were playing, I think it was yes. New Year's Eve. And we were playing with a, a, just a, I think it was, I think we needed two games. There's that many people playing. And our our friend Drew, who I think was a fascist, because there's the, the fascist. What's the other? The, the liberals. The liberals. liberals. And Drew was a fascist and he handed someone uh, a liberal and a fascist card. Yeah, Carly. And Carly's like, Drew gave me a he's a fascist. He gave me a fascist card. And Drew's like, no, I didn't. And then Carly legit thought that she read it wrong and like that. He actually gave her three liberal cards. And it was yeah, just the best totally... gaslighting I've ever seen. It was so well done. And Drew has had such like a deadpan face. It was so good. Yeah, yeah I, very I, fun so game. Rob, you don't like that game, correct? No, I don't. I, I don't know what it is. I just most of those like mafia kind of spinoffs. No, I don't like werewolf either. I enjoy werewolf. Yeah, I just assumed you did for some reason, and I was like, I was all excited. I had this game set up. We've got enough people Hitler play, right? And you were like, yeah, no, I don't like that game. And it just took the air <laughs> clean out of my sails. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, I think how many people Rob, do you need? How many people do you need in that game? Like seven? Uh, or something? Quite a few, Six? because you have to have enough for two teams. Right. Isn't it like yeah. five to nine or something? I don't know. You can play with a lot of people and it's fun with a lot of people because the amount of like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so much more, um, I think like critical thinking and problem solving you need to do to try to figure out who's keep who. keep track of a lot more of, yes. you just keep track of more people and stuff. It's a Machiavellian fever dream. It's really hard to describe, but it is so much. I was actually trying to describe it on my way home from work today. I was like, how am I going to describe secret Hitler? Clearly I didn't practice enough because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not without mm-hmm. actually sitting down and telling you the rules. So my favorite story about Secret Hitler is uh, I was Hitler one time. And oh I, no, we got him. <laughs> Soundbite right there. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. looks like Hitler. I said one time though. Yeah, one time. a little. One time <laughs> in my dreams, and well, a black Hitler. How does that work? Um, <laughs> and uh, I thought I won but I was one <laughs> vote away from winning and everybody oh no. was on my side and I just stood up and was like I was Hitler and they all just <laughs> voted me out yeah. <laughs> you were so confident you were like so happy and then immediately we're like you didn't win now we're gonna assassinate you <laughs> and that was when Lou knew a similar thing that i have done countless times in poker is thinking that i have a straight but being one card off and i will sit there and stare at my cards and be like okay like four five six yeah i got it and then i'll put it down and i'll be like bam and everyone else is like you don't have the classic becca straight oh yeah now a straight where you're missing one card is a becca straight 
My number two, I had a clear, a clear first and a clear third, but the second one I kept changing, but I think I'm going to go with, um, here to slay. I don't know. Have you Becca and Robert played that with us before? Yeah. We came over. Yeah. We, it was one of our, uh, our brunch dates. The the cute little like medieval critters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I what games I like are almost always because of either nostalgia or aesthetics. Uh, Here to Slay kind of has both because it's the game that one of the first games I really liked when I started playing board games. And then also it's the game that Lucian and I started taking it with us when we wanted to like play games with other people. And so I don't know, it just like having like a like go to game to bring just made me feel like, oh, wow, like I actually play games i don't know um but it's super fun i don't really know how to describe it i'm sure there's like a comparable game to it but i don't know what it is but basically you have like character cards and you get special abilities and then um you draw cards and those cards also give you abilities that you can use throughout the game and the goal is to either collect a certain amount of certain cards or slay three monsters and it's really fun um i think it's a really great group game it's a lot goes on, so I feel like it it accommodates to a lot of different types of game players. Like, you can be more subtle and win, but you can also be more aggressive and win. Um, and the art is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, I love looking at the cards. They're really cute and silly, but and also just, like, just really beautiful to look at. And I feel like I just have a lot of good memories with that game and a lot of just positive experiences and emotions around it. So, it's a good game. And it's small, so it's easy to to travel with which i appreciate that was a fun game and i do remember now that you've described it i remember the art being really pretty which i also mm-hmm. appreciate pretty art in in um games that's like 80 percent of the reason i agree to play pokemon is to look at the pretty cards so that's fair i feel like a game has to be pretty to initially draw me in and then from there maybe i'll actually start to like the actual game <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, Hailer Slay is awesome. I randomly bought it one time, and I think it was just, like, a really good purchase. I think, like, um, there's a lot of board games that are coming out now that is, like, couple-related, or that you could do with two players, and I think it's, like, a really cool way to, to bond with your significant other. So my number two is Connect Four, and there's only one reason why. It is <laughs> destroying children in it. <laughs> I love destroying multiple children in Connect Four, and my favorite thing is right when you're just like about to win or if, if a kid is about to win, but he doesn't see like they're going to win and they just like can't know where to pick and they almost going to win. You can gaslight them and be like, Oh, I don't know if that's a good place to put that. Maybe ooh, we should rethink that. <laughs> and, and then they do. And then you block them and then you beat them. And it, <laughs> oh, I've, I've done that so much. It's, it's, a I'm picturing problem. Lucian at the park at the chess tables but with like just a row of toddlers <laughs> him just going from connect four game to connect four game. Just like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Knocks out the bottom. Oh yeah. Knocks out the bottom. We'll set Lou and Joe up for a play date. There we go. <laughs> I don't you think be- that Joe has the attention span for connect four yet. I'm going to be honest. I mean, on the flip side, to be fair, I've had seventh graders that I've absolutely destroyed for the whole year and they've never won a game. And then they come back in eighth grade and all they want to do is play Connect Four, That's and some funny. of them, and some of them do beat me, and it is the most like the biggest smile on their faces, and they, <laughs> it's super late, and so like I give them this opportunity to like 
achieve a goal. So the They're abuse just is just long haul. Like cut going that, home and that. crying to their parents about Mr. <laughs> Lou. <laughs> I, think be, I think there might be a new worst person on the podcast because I kick kids, but you abuse them emotionally. Uh, yeah. It should be better though. And, and yeah, well, listen to the first episode. And so now I'll see like kids will have, they'll be on their phone and they'll be playing Connect Four. And oh I know my they're, gosh. They're practicing before like I even bring up the Connect Four to try to beat me. My number two is probably Gin Rummy, which is another playing card game. Um, How old are you? Michael and I. Yeah, I'm about 80. Um, are you going to say backgammon for number one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael Bingo. and I are at almost every restaurant we go to. Like, every time we go out to eat, we're playing Gin Rummy. And it's you have ten cards dealt to you, and you're trying to make sets of three or runs. And it's just a good, like, pass the time while we're mm-hmm. waiting for our food game. And like I said earlier, I have not gone out. And about the last 10 to 15 hands we've played. You went out tonight. I did, Oh, I guess. Oh. Yes, I did go out once tonight. But to be fair, I went out the other, like, 12 hands yes. <laughs> over the last few days. <laughs> I've been on kind of a legendary tear. So normally it's you play to 100. So um, sometimes we will play what we call a mega game which is just where we don't clear the uh, scoreboard and just keep score for a very long time. Recently, the score was almost... It was 290 to like 112. Yeah. Yeah, it was real bad. But it's still just a very fun game. And we play it like while Joe's around, like with at dinner, but it's just a very fun game like while we're out to eat. Like we never play it at home, but we play it almost every time we go out to eat. Mike, what was your number two? (laughs) Well, that's a great question. Um, I had it. Give me 30 seconds. Not even. Uh-oh. He's going to go look at our game closet. <laughs> if it's My number two game is Dutch Blitz. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I forgot just... about Dutch Blitz. That was, Gosh, darn that it. was real rude. That, that was, was rude. rude. Price but since writer. Becca is I can't second, Becca is up next, I believe, right? Nope, I'm up After next. After Rob. But that's you okay. Guys, you guys can talk about it now. Yeah, we can share it. My, my number one, legitimately my number one, is going to be Dutch Blitz, so me and Becca can just tag team. Okay. There. okay. That's fine. Um, my number two board game, chess. I was oh, wow. wondering if someone would bring up chess. How do you play chess? I have a soft spot for games that originated in India, as everybody knows. Okay. And, and sorry, the look on Mackenzie's face. And because it wasn't made this century. You know, I do like old things. We have established that. Yeah. Mackenzie is an 86 year old woman. Yeah, I am an 86 year old woman. Chess is, uh, I like chess because when you play online chess, it's got really good matchmaking. So even though I'm not that good at chess, I'm objectively like, I am about as bad as you can be while still being intermediate. Like, I'm the absolute bottom of that tier. You can just have like competitive games that would be hard to find in reality out in the wild. And I really like to play three minute, two second increment, which means you have three total minutes on your timer. Um, and every time you make a move, you get an additional second. And what makes it fun is I'm really bad at planning my move, but I have really good intuition. And so I play this really short, fast, like style of chess, because if I can remove people's time to actually think ahead and be harder than me, then my intuition can conquer them so yeah basically i i just like game i, I like that version of chess because it it's it's built to fit my my skill set so there's like legitimately when it's like it's a close game and you each have like 10 seconds 
as fast as you can until somebody messes. Hi, this is Rob from the Top Podcast. Today I come talking about a serious issue, and that is Mike's internet connection. Every five seconds, Mike cuts out, and it's a tragedy. You want to know what he sounds like? Well, you can't because he has bad internet. Today, we are asking everyone to please like and subscribe the video so one day we can fight this atrocity. Tens of listeners are affected by not knowing what Mike said. So please, do your part and like this video. Thank you. It legitimately kind of gets your heart going a little bit. Like, I never thought I'd finish a game of chess and be like, I really feel the adrenaline right now. Um, But I have, and it's wonderful. And my wife just threw a paper airplane at me, which I do you know, that a is lot. fair because I just talked about chess. So. It, was, it was a long chess rant. Uh, well, to be fair, part of it cut out. Not so. for me. <laughs> <laughs> so for my number one, I'm going to kick it back to back in the day. A lot of me and my friends used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! It, it's, it's like a mixture of Magic and Pokemon the trading card game. But it just gets so crazy. And the problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! that I have... As I, I, I tried to go back like, you know, five or six years ago, and there's been so many rules updated that like there's just no viable way uh, your your old deck could be used now. And there I there's too many rule changes, too many almost like expansions. But then when Beck and I went back to start playing the Pokemon trading card game and as a kid, I just wanted to collect the, you know, the art and everything. I didn't actually play it. But it was like surprisingly simple, but there was enough depth there that it's it's really fun to play. So I've just really kind of taken off really liking the Pokemon trading card game. And I don't have any super expensive decks, but, you know, because I paid for some individual cards, I guess that I'm a monster. I'm basically Team Rocket in our relationship. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. It's fun because while there was a power creep, so like the first cards really aren't that good. It's still the, at the end of the day, it's the same rule set. You're not, you know, adding uh exes monsters fusion summoning and all that and just these overcomplicated stuff link summoning link monsters and i i enjoy that and it's like i said it's it's simple so it's not as daunting as like trying to learn magic the gathering and the new Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's it's fun there's depth to it still don't know what all the status conditions do every single time we have to look that up but for the most part it's true for the most part the card it's straightforward on what to do and really easy to learn and pick up and it's kind I of an addiction because I, I love ripping open packs. I will say that as as frustrated as I get playing that game because of just some of um, the things I mentioned earlier, it is genuinely fun to play. And when I'm not uh, being mad, I have a good time playing it. <laughs> I think Did any of you guys ever play the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy Color? When, when we were kids, Michael and I uh, grew up on the same street. And when we were kids... We did play that. I think you introduced it to me. I yeah, borrowed game your, your cartridge. Awesome. Is it my number one? It is your number one. So my number one is a game that I think every I know everybody here has played, and that is Dutch Blitz. Let's go! Love Dutch game. Blitz. Very good game. There was a solid yeah. like I don't know if it was a summer, some span of time where Michael McKenzie and our friend Carly and I just played Dutch Blitz every single time we were together because Michael found like a crap ton of playing cards in the garbage or something. I don't know. Uh, but I, we... I was asked to take out the recycling at work and on my way out, I looked down and I was like, there's like 20 decks of cards in and most of them turned out mm-hmm. to be full decks. But oh. yeah, it was, it was a good chunk of time where we were playing Dutch Blitz all the time. It, Dutch Blitz, for people who don't know, is like fast-paced 
solitaire where you are all playing on each other. Solid, solitaire. Yeah. Yes. And you are all playing <laughs> on top time. of each other's. It is a good time. A very good time. Um, and it is just so much fun. Everywhere I go, I introduce Dutch Blitz to that new friend group and there's a lot of screaming and yelling at each other and smacking of each other's hands. Um, you will never see people as angry as when they play Dutch Blitz, and it is so much fun. My dad will not play the game, but will hover over your shoulder and tell you where to place cards and make everybody else mad. So yeah, and it's, it's a fun time. It is also my number one game. There's a mechanic that nobody else seems to use, stacking, where if you're playing with the like the official makeshift decks out of normal playing cards, two of the colors, so like blue and green maybe, will have little Amish gentlemen walking on them. Uh, Dutch. And then Dutch. the other two, Dutch, oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. No offense to the Amish. They're not and listening. The, <laughs> maybe, they're on, maybe they're on Rumspringa. Comment down below if you're Amish. Okay, that was awesome. The other, the other two colors will have Dutch women on them, and you can stack in like descending order, but it has to go boy, girl, boy, it within your own kind of personal playing space that nobody else can. And I learned, I realized like there's some high risk, high reward strategies if you do that. And I haven't lost a game of Dutch Blitz in years because nobody uses and it's so much more effective than just the way most people play. I stack occasionally when I'm really stuck, but I don't like to do it because I have like I have I think yeah, I, I've gotten myself stuck more times than I've gotten myself unstuck stacking. My mom and I are not allowed to play Dutch Blitz <laughs> together anymore per the rest of my family. Um, there has been launching ourselves across tables. There has been <laughs> full wrestling. Um, my mom and I get a tick too competitive and Dutch Blitz is where it fully comes out. Um, Lucian does not like Dutch Blitz, no. correct? Yeah. No, he's already been on this podcast I'm going on record. Uh, uh, you know, I like you guys, you know. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so if we're going to play Dutch Blitz, we're going to play Dutch Blitz. But I'd rather not be around somebody who I cannot share how I feel about it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I will enjoy it and I'll have a good time, but verbally I will not. Yeah. You will not think that verbally. All right. So my number one, I actually learned at Bear Lake with, Robert's cousin's father, who's the one that taught me, uh, the cousin that Robert, yeah, the the cousin that you got into a fight with. I feel right. like the only fight that you've ever I've been, been a few. I've been a few. Scuffles. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh, Becca, was that on purpose? Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. I so I'm so sorry to cut you off, Lou. No, it's okay. There was a, like <laughs> every time I'd get pulled over to uh, Dearborn Chapel, Dunning Park, Dunning Park Bible Chapel, in my for like the entirety of my youth. Somebody would like bring me and Mitchell together and okay. be like, Mitchell, this is Michael. Have you guys met? I think you'd get along to the extent that we just started going with because it was just simpler. That um, but Euchre, yes, so fun. Ah. Uh, yeah, so my number one is Euchre. I think it just tickles my brain in a really good way. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why I like it, but um, because it's connected to Bear Lake, I think it's super cool. I love having a great partner, I think somebody that you just read their mind. I think is is super special. Christian doesn't play euchre, which is perfectly fine. It doesn't need to, uh, it's not like she has to have it, but uh, I just feel like we would be like great euchre players. I don't even know I what I'm saying. I almost understand this. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're almost close. Five years in. It's like me trying to teach you how to play football. It's like, we're, we'll get there at some point. 
Start with oh. Oh Hell. It gets people. It's that stepping stone people need. Still nice. a good game. That was a good game. Uh, I love having yeah. I love having a good partner. I love skunking people, which you don't know what skunking is. It's just like abolishing them. Them getting no points. Uh, I love going alone. Uh, I love just every aspect of the game. I think it's just really fun. I love the trash talk though. You're a true Michigander, that's for sure. Yeah, I was gonna Northerner. explain. I was gonna explain Euchre, but like, there's no way that I could do that without like a hundred <laughs> takes. I, I love that. No, I, I think it's funny that two of his favorite things are both having a great partner and going alone. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you'd think those are contradictory, but those are two of the best things about Euchre yeah. when you have a great partner, but also when you get dealt alone. Yeah, I also God. like when your other partner does a, goes alone and you can just like collect their cards for them. Right, it is a good feeling. I think it is a great feeling. It just like scoop them, partner. Yeah, I love it. I love being the scooper and I love scooping. Wait. One thing about Euchre that I personally have experienced is that my family plays a lot of Euchre and multiple times they have been like, oh, Becca, we need one more person to play Euchre. I, let's teach you how to play. And then the second I sit down, Uncle Paul or Uncle John walk in and they're like, hey, I can play Euchre. Becca, go away every single freaking time. You're just a sea warmer. That's okay. Right? You, yeah. you play your part. I like Euchre, right. but I don't play it enough that I don't like I would be a bad partner. I don't know all the good strategies and all that. So Yeah, same. But I, I do enjoy well, the few times to, I've played. I used to play what? with Tyler uh, a lot back in the day, and we actually developed, like, depending on which non-thumb finger you tap against your hand, it was a signal for what suit you wanted to be called. Cheater. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, dude, we cleaned up. We were Cheater. playing for money, but we, oh, 100%. Like, that was blatant cheating. But we won a lot. <laughs> Fun fact, Euchre was the second most popular card game in the American Civil War. Wow, thanks. What an unfun fact. That's the most unfun fact I've ever had in my life. Good lord. No so much build up. Second most popular game. That's oh, no one, the most no popular game. Dude, it's something no one even remembers. It's like some it's random. It's actually worse than facts. What? Well, so well, that's hey, man, that, it's got more spice and interest because it's second. Is that true? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Christian, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is also um, mostly nostalgic. So my number one is Pandemic. Um, I love that board Too game soon. so much. Okay, so I loved this game oh, since before the trigger. pandemic. And now trigger, every trigger, trigger, trigger. time I mention it, <laughs> that's the response I get. And I told Lucian that before the podcast. I'm like, who's going to be the one to say it? <laughs> But I, I considered changing my favorite game after that, but I just love it too much, so I couldn't. But um, I love it because my uh, my best friend and I used to go when we lived together. Um, every Monday, we would go to this coffee shop slash bar, and we would drink a beer while playing one round of Pandemic. And then during the second round, we would drink a coffee to sober up. And we did that every single Monday. And it was just so fun. And um, I love the little cubes that comes with it. I just, I don't know why, but I just. They are cute. Those little cubes for, if people don't know, basically it's like this collaborative game where you each have like a role. So there's like a scientist, um, like a med quarantine supervisor, um, 
a traveler and each person that plays gets to pick a role and then you have to work together to use the advantages of your role to stop the pandemic from spreading and like epidemics will break out and things will spread and um, your goal is just to get it under control before it spreads and like eradicates the world. We would play this every Monday. I loved it. I've played it with a couple groups of people. Um, but I love this game so much that Lucia and I have only played a handful of times because sometimes you'll get really stressed <laughs> if we don't play the way he wants us to play. But I'm like, I refuse to have any bad vibes about this game. I'm like, you need to come in here with a positive attitude ready to <laughs> save the world from this virus and you need to do it with a smile or you're, or it's not happening. I, um, I get stressed. You got stressed when we played with, um, was it Megan and Dylan? Because you didn't like the way Dylan was playing. Well, uh, okay. Well, I'll say is that, uh, okay, you know, shout out to Dylan because he's a great guy. And I don't want to say He is. Hi, Dylan. You haven't listened to this yet, but maybe you will someday. Anybody who has like a type A brain has like, a, <laughs> like will control the game and will tell people like what to do. And it completely ruins the game if you have just one person trying to be God. And like, it, it's a very like... Cr- collaborative game i would mm-hmm. i messed that up but yes plus if they're god they can just cure the pandemic anyways <laughs> not even doing <laughs> well i mean exactly. part of it part of it is also like you know it's collaborative so one person shares their ideas but like it only works if everyone else agrees to it you know so it's not like he can he could conju- just control the whole game but i also love that it's collaborative because sometimes competition just gets too heated so it's really nice to have a game that you can play that's not gonna like that's just gonna be fun and cool. Kenzie, you got a, a number one? Um, my number one is a game called Chameleon. It's Chameleon. kind of, um, so you get like these cards that have um, like a subject and then different words within the subject in three, if, I don't know, if you have th- four people playing, three people will get um, the word that it's supposed to be and then one just is Chameleon and it's trying to blend in with everybody else. It's like, what's that one Jackbox game? That's exactly um, what I was thinking. I know oh, what you're talking about. Yes. The Amazing one? The impo- it's like imposter or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like that imposter game on Jackbox. It's like a bunch of different imposter games. Um, but what you'll do is you'll say a one-word clue that um, will try to be vaguely like the word on the card, and it's but not too specific that the you're cutting out like mad. you're mad. Like really bad. Oh shoot! Told Joe to stop online gaming. For real. <laughs> stop <laughs> streaming the Mario movie. <laughs> I love how that's become a running gag. <laughs> Mackenzie, just start over at the part about um, you like explained the game, and then you were saying like don't give too good of a clue is where you were. Okay, you don't give too yeah you don't want to give too good of a clue because if the chameleon guesses what the word is, then they'll win. It's just at the end of it, you're all sitting there. Well, they said, and I I think it's them, but half the time people don't know. If you don't know what the word is, you don't know how to give the for it, or the word itself is really broad and people are trying to figure out how specific or broad to be with it. And it's, it can be really fun. Or like at one point, one of the words was apple and I gave the clue you two (laughs) and only Michael. And it was because um apple downloaded that one u2 album on yes. every single iphone and i can't remember who we were, everyone else was like well she's probably the imposter and michael's like nope she's absolutely not and because <laughs> he got it immediately i knew that he wasn't but it can get really meta but i love meta it's just a very fun game where it's kind of deceptive but not like too deceptive where 
and get where it can get too chaotic. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a very fun game. Mike, what what are we talking about next week? Just I have to go find it later. Oh yeah, that's right. So next week will be a totally fictional, completely alleged collection of stories in which we break the rules. Ooh. Man, I can already think of several examples for you, Michael. Go ahead and text those to me because I have my list. I, I put it together today, and in one of them, I do frame Becca for a crime she has. She did not commit. What? <laughs> yeah, Becca will learn what that is apparently after the episode comes out. <laughs> Thank you to all the the wives for coming. It was a, it was a fun time. If you guys enjoyed this video and you're watching it on YouTube, please give a like. Uh, be sure to comment and subscribe. Go ahead and call Mike whatever names you want. He just wants to feed the algorithm. Share it with your... Also, if you're Andrew or Jacob and you have something to text me about the podcast, comment it. Your texts don't help me. Send it to your mother-in-law so they can know. We're, we're trying to collect all the mother-in-laws that listen to the top podcast. Listen on Apple Music, Spotify. Please leave a five-star review and type out a comment and we'll read on the air. And other than that, I hope you guys have a, a great week. Peace out. Goodbye, toppers. <laughs> I stand in protest. <laughs> I am pro toppers. Goodbye. The little, the little glasses clink your apple chat. It's Apple Podcasts, just so you know. Do your funny. Belgian people still listen? I believe Do your so. Your Belgian yeah. people? Yeah. Shout out to my Belgian listeners. I wanted to shout out the Belgian listeners. Oh, okay. No, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Rob can edit that. me out. Shout out to the Belgian people, just in general. And Belgians. All of Belgium. That's also right. the Swedes, we left you too. I don't think we have any Swedes, but you know. No, no, Mackenzie. Well, that's because we're not shouting them out. You, yeah. She just said Belgium. Shut up. <laughs> no.